Hello and welcome to the West Islam Cholson podcast. I'm your host Matthew Durant. Uh, it's a, a season, a pre-season review and a season preview podcast. Um, but yeah, just to celebrate the start of the season. Uh, I'm here with two guests uh, recording remotely. Uh, the two guests being uh, a usual contributor, uh, Rob Lee. Good evening. And uh, Posy Osborne, uh, as he's popularly known, uh, Gray Elwood. Hello, lovely to be here. Uh, two West legends, Gray wearing his, uh, his Twitter Cup t-shirt, I can see. Uh, a beautiful uh, uh, <laughs> piece of memorabilia. Have a great time in all of our lives, a Twitter Cup. Um, but yeah, in this we'll just run through, uh, briefly run through uh, pre-season and things we learned from that and then uh, go on to previewing the season. Um, Rob, given that it was great, you missed a few pre-season games, didn't you? Um, I missed the uh, Glossop game. Yeah, I missed the Glossop game. Yeah. And then obviously uh, the behind closed doors games, which we all missed. But yeah, the Glossop was the main one I missed. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll just go go over those uh, those behind closed doors, doors friendlies uh, where West uh, lost 3 0 to Winsford and uh, 1 0 one against Trafford. Um, that was back when lockdown was still in full effect. Um, and then fans are back in the stadium for that wonderful day at Stadium Bridge where West, uh, West lost 4-0, West didn't win 4-0, um, followed by a 2-2 draw at Gossip, a 1-0 win against Aberton R, a 1-0 win against Alter Reserves. Um, we'll skip the uh, the Berry game because that wasn't really pre-season. Um, a 3-1 win against Erlen and a 1-0 draw against Main Road. Um, Rob, given you were there for all of them, like... It seems a lot a lot bigger of a preseason than I, than I remembered. Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at what's that, eight games maybe nine games in your, in your typical preseason, you play maybe seven. Yeah. So in that respect, it isn't really that bigger compared to previous preseasons. Obviously, the way it's happened, it's appeared to have been quite long. Obviously, could be finished the season in March, but the first two games, or we don't know a lot about. We can't really comment on them. Yeah, but from the it seems to me like from the Staley Bridge game onwards, we've, the team's got better and better. They seem to have become closer knit. Like the, the 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 players have gelled a little bit more with each game, and that came to a head in the Berry game. Really, the first competitive game. And I think yeah. I think the season is starting at a really good time for us. I think obviously the main road game was a little bit more lower key, but I do get the sense that everyone's just eager to start the season now. Yeah, and it's also been um, a pre-season kind of, well, definitely unlike any other with obviously the behind closed doors games, but also like most pre-season games come, like you just, you're not really ready for the football to come back. You, the games don't mean anything and you're just kind of happy to be out of the house. Um, Whereas I think, especially the Staley Bridge game, like meant a lot um, and the football was kind of... um, the last thing that mattered that day. Um, so yeah, that's um, it's, God. It, to me, it feels like it's um, like the season's coming out of nowhere. As we're discussing just before the podcast, it feels like it's really snuck up on me, and it wasn't still doing some um, some uh, research for this that like, really dawned on me that the season was starting. Um, I'll go to you, I'll go to you, Gray. Um, who do you think that we are uh, top formers of preseason? Who are your uh, your players that you pick out from uh, the games that you saw? 
Yeah, well, it's been a it's been a funny preseason. I think um, there's been times like Staley Bridge and Main Road where I've kind of thought, yeah, you can't read too much into this preseason. And then there's been other games like Earlham where I think we're going to walk this league. So, yeah, it's it's difficult to know what <laughs> what to read into it. But I think there's been some really good performances um, in preseason. It's actually pretty hard yeah. to, to pick out individuals because I think it's just been like really good team performances for a lot of those games. Um, I think you've got to give a special mention to Sam Heathcote. Um, yeah. I mean, last season he did cement himself already as a fan's favourite, didn't he? But um, yeah, he, he's shown what he can do up front uh, for us in pre-season. And I think, you know, I don't know about you, but when when I heard that he was going to be playing up front, I kind of imagined him more as being a bit of a, like an Andy Carroll kind of, style target man kind of striker yeah. but he's actually shown us he's got like a lot more to his game so I think it was the Berry game wasn't it where he did like the the powerful well more of a looping header wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so that's the kind of goal I thought he'd be scoring a lot of but then I think it was uh Afetanella where like there's some really good footwork in that in that goal um and then uh which goal was it against Main Road yeah last week like he snaffled a goal as as Rob, <laughs> as Rob nicely put it, like he just he just reacted like a lot quicker than their defenders and anyone else on the pitch. So, yeah, I think uh, I think there's a lot of promise for uh, Sam Heathcote this season. Um, like I think we were a bit worried that we were going to miss James Carty a lot, and I think obviously we, like we're always going to miss someone like Carty up front. But I'm a lot less worried about uh, where the goals are coming from after watching Heathcote in preseason. Um, secondly. Probably going to go for Rain Davis. I've just got a bit of a feeling that it's going to be a big season for him this season. Um, he just looks like all the games I've seen. He just looks really up for it. I think um, you know he, he's getting a good rapport going with the fans, um, and it's just one of those players when when he's running at defenders, he, he's just an exciting player. And I think yeah, I think he's had a really good preseason. A couple of goals in there as well. I think, uh, and then last but not least. I'm going to give a mention to Rodney Ajayi. Is that how we say it? Yes. Have we agreed that's how we say his last name? Yeah, so Rodney Ajayi, a.k.a. The Spider. Um, <laughs> which I think, it's quite, for, for, I think it's a bit complicated for West fans. Spider, good. Snake's bad. So we've only seen glimpses of him, really, but at Earlham away, like he just dominated that game. It just seemed like he's got bags of energy in centre of midfield, um, just always in the right place at the right time, um, and just seems like a top top guy on top of that. So I think I'm a bit biased because last Saturday I said well played to him and uh, he gave me a really heartfelt thank you. And yeah, I think I think I'm a bit in love with him already. But yeah, it's it's really hard to just to pick out a few players because there's been a really it's been a really good uh, squad preseason. I think Liam Delaney's been amazing as well from what we've seen of him like really kind of composed box to box midfielder um Ben Elliott obviously for his heroics against Berry um and Harry Sheridan as well I think he deserves a mention um for his yeah for his uh, attacking right back he's kind of like offers what Dante offers on the other side but you know from the other from the other wing back which is really good and he's got that kind of uh, shit house ability as well which <laughs> Which I think maybe we need a little bit of that. So yeah, those are mm-hmm. my uh, players of preseason. Well, I, um, well, it's something that I know that you're very passionate about, Rob. Was uh, 
Rodney Ajayi's performance against Sterling. Uh, I think we can all agree that was probably the standout performance of the preseason games. Oh yeah, where he was, he was absolutely everywhere. Yeah, um, I think people who went to the main road game, see, we obviously we talked him up a lot. Maybe didn't hit those those heights against main road, but as we said in the podcast after that game, he was playing a little bit further forward. And I think we all agree that he appears to be best in that um, really central midfield box to box engine room role, mm. rather than being behind the striker and sort of latching onto the midfielders behind him. We're looking forward to seeing him back in that uh, number eight role, hopefully on Saturday. Obviously, against not quite his former team, but one of his former team's successes, shall we say? Stockport Town, Stockport Sports. Yes, yes, of course, because they go through so many different uh, iterations. We'll have a discussion on Stockport Sports or Town or whatever they are these days later on in the podcast. But with... Um, with Gray's mention of like Sam Heathcote and how he's evolved, um, Rob, how do you feel the uh, like the style of play this preseason? How do you think it's changed from last? Because I think there has been like there's been a couple of iterations of uh, rolly ball. Um, I think preseason has probably shown the best of it at times. Would you agree? Um, well, I think rolly ball was certainly a work in progress last season. Yeah, I think obviously the start of Rowley's reign was a really testing time for the entire club. Don't think it's fair to judge him based on that, really, based on everything that went on. After that, got to January and started to see some real, real heights. Obviously, you had the Stone Away game, mm. Chiddle Heath and Withenshaw Town in the same week, which is like the peak of the season, more or less, you'd say. And then he started to tail off a little bit towards the end of the season or towards the end of March as players started to become un- unavailable and the squad was stretched a little bit. But I think what's key in this pre season is there's been a lot of continuity from last season in terms of the players. It doesn't seem that way because we've lost key players like James Cotty and Matt Cook and CJ. But if you look at the team that played against Withenshaw Amateurs in March compared to now, that was seven months ago, eight of those players who started are still here. And at any level, that's good. For West, it's unheard of. So I have eight players starting from one season to the next. So I think what we've seen in pre-season is a team that was already quite close-knit has become even more so as the pre-season's gone on. And in terms of the style of play itself, as Gray said, with Heathcote up front, now you maybe would expect us to play a bit more direct, as we did it as main road and didn't really come off. But there's been a lot of play going through Rain Davis, Billy Matthews, Ash Leather when he's played, Theo Kid. So it's been attractive football to watch, which is great for us as fans. And also, in terms of how the season's going to go, it appears to be delivering on the pitch. Yeah, and just to um, kind of wrap up pre-season, like, I think one thing that um, probably unites the two uh, things we discussed there, like the individual performers and the style of play, was that Berry game where, um, like, as was discussed on the uh, stand, like different in the stands, different iterations of West over the years could have or would have crumbled under um, the pressure. I mean, like since since that game, Berry have. Well, they lost against Cheadle Town, did they? Um, and they've lost a couple of other games. So it might not be the, uh, the greatest result of all time that we uh, we build it as at the time, but it was still um, a very a very strong performance. And um, like Heathcote showing both sides of his game, uh, his game during that game, um, both his uh, defensive um, prowess and his uh, well, his lethal touch up front. I think it was um, 
the game afterwards. I think it was against May Road, actually. I think it was Vinny who was telling me that he came through the ranks at Manchester United, did Sam. Uh, and that was, um, he was playing as a striker at youth level. Uh, I might be getting some of the facts wrong here because it's a conversation I half remember. Um, and then kind of got moved back because he's a big, strong lad. Um, but yeah, just on that uh, on that Berry result, um, yeah, just want to uh, to kind of spend a bit more time uh, just talking talking about that and how it how it's looking now. Two weeks, two weeks gone. Because um, I'm still a little bit euphoric about it. Um, and it's as we were saying on Saturday, it's a shame that they've not got on to tonk everyone else at the fight. Um, but yeah, Greg, how do you feel about that result now two weeks on? Yeah, I'm I'm still buzzing about that result. I, I don't think I can remember many better days at Brookburn Road than mm. that. Um, you know, we, we've had some big away days in the last couple of years, but yeah, in terms of like, yeah, home games, that's that's right up there. It's just, it's a bit strange having what is probably going to be one, if not the highlight of our season. Hope, hopefully not, but definitely one of our highlights this season happening kind of before the season's even started. Um but yeah, I think that performance was amazing. Um, and I think West West teams over the past few years probably could have crumbled under that pressure that Barry put us under. Um, the game got pretty physical second half and we, we kind of stood up to it. And yeah, we saw the game out. Um, I'm really impressed with the defence so far this preseason. I think, you know, like we've maybe conceded like three, three goals in the last four or five, like less than a goal a game. And like, those goals are coming in games often like Erlen when we were 3-0 up when we conceded that goal. Mm. Barry, like as much as we like were terrified, it was in the 95th or 96th minute, you know. So yeah, yeah, we like we look we look solid and we look like there's a really good um like resilience and togetherness in the team and that that kind of comes across in, in the performances, I think. Um yeah, I think it was a really strong performance. Yeah. No matter what happens with Barry this season, they they were up up for that game you know they bought a lot of fans it was their first game and yeah really big result and I'm still still buzzing about that yeah um, and well we'll move on to the season preview because I think that the strong defence is probably what we're going to be well it was the defence was often what let us down in the in the county's premier uh, where we'd score 100 goals but let near enough 100 in um, whereas if we can carry that on into the opening uh, month of the season uh, Rob, given you uh, you run, well, you do the previews for the website, uh, for the official website. Uh, I'm just going to hand over to you just for like a little uh, uh, preview or a little glimpse to, well, we'll skip over the Stockport Town game, but the um, the opening, well, the three games after that, really. So we've got Stockport Town this Saturday. We've got Charnock Richard after that in the Vars, the Vays. Uh, Stone Old Alanians away. Uh, on the 14th, Saturday 14th, and then Sam Batch away um, on the Sam, Sam, Sam Batch at home rather on the 17th. Um, so you just give us a, a run through of what you're uh, what you're kind of hoping for from that, or what what West can expect from that. Well, the Charnet game is going to be um, really interesting to see where we are. I think people may think after the Berry game, it's something of a step down maybe Charnet in terms of the name. But this is the team that was fourth in the Premier Division last season when it was suspended. They've been top six ever since they were promoted. They've got Carl Grimshaw, who's going to get another 50 goals this season. Yeah. Team that we've always struggled against. I think we've beaten them once and lost maybe three or four times. So 
they'll definitely be the favourites going into that game. For us, it's maybe the, the the mental side of it. Maybe we've, we've got to get to the same peak as we play as against Berry Treaty is the same sort of size of game, which mm. is. Um, but in terms of seeing where we are, that'll be really, really interesting to see. I'm not expecting us to win because, as, as I said, they're a top established Premier Division team. Mm. If we can give them a game, then it'll be quite promising in terms of the league season going on. Yeah. And then the going to the story. Sorry, the twi- on, Grace, sorry. The Twitter Cup's still fresh in the memory, though, Rob. You've got... Uh, oh, of course, got, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, we're looking for justice and revenge for that. Oh, of course, yes, because they, uh, they were our finalists in the... Well, their opponents in the final of the Twitter Cup, from which they may or may not have bought some uh, some bots influence in the vote. Um, we do have West fans who've, who've run the analysis, and there was some... Uh, some uh, suspicious behaviour and voting patterns, um, but that's been a god. They, they rightfully won the cup. Uh, bot influence was also available to us, but we uh, we chose the moral high ground. Uh, hopefully, we'll get our uh, our revenge on Saturday the tenth. Uh, after that, we've got uh, a visit to what was one of last season's quintessential away games, uh, Stone Old Alanians. Uh, go ahead, Rob. Oh yes, Stone was the scene of one of the greatest triumphs of rollerball so far. Something of a chess game, I think you've, you've described it as. Yeah. Not a sort of thing you really get from West. Usually the great games that you think of have been four nils and five nils where we've walked all over the opposition. But this was a game where it was two really, really top teams going at it. And we just had that extra little bit of quality. But this is a new season, obviously. Stone are a bit of an unknown quantity for me because last season, I don't think anyone really expects them to be in the top four for as long as they were. No. They seem to be a really, really organised team without any real stars. Maybe not, you know, you think of Withens, your sound, they've got individual star players. Foxall as well, but Stone didn't seem to have that. They seem to be a really close-knit team and that carried them all the way through the season. So it will be really interesting to see what they're like so early on in the season. And also a chance to break this midweek away hoodoo that we seem to have. God, every midweek uh, seems to be every midweek seems to be a nightmare. Even at home, to be fair, <laughs> we've had a lot of uh, a lot of shockers at home. We had um, a, and Salem, Salem, in the friendly was uh, yes. I mean, uh, that's a good sign, but obviously that, that was only a friendly, so I have to see if we can do it in the league. Yeah, uh, just on then, the I mean, they, they lost in the cup to Tiverdale on penalties, but they beat Vex in a pre-season friendly last week. It's all up and down, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so impossible to predict, and then uh, running the this arbitrary four game uh, period that I've uh, mentioned. Uh, Sandbach on the seventeenth. Uh, well, we got we got beat by Sandbach last season, didn't we? In the uh, in the player match, yeah. which they which they went on to win. Well, Sandbach, uh, I think they they're like the severe of the player match. <laughs> you won it twice in a row. That was their second time in a row they've won it. On the way to winning it, obviously, they beat us. They beat AC Liverpool and within Shortown, who were two top teams in the second tier, if you like. But they finished yeah. eighth in the league. So well, they've proven they can beat anyone anyone on the day to coin a phrase. But for whatever reason, it didn't really happen for them in the, happened for them in the league last season. But yeah, they're a dangerous opponent. And they did also have some, uh, some, uh, some wonderful scenes in that final. <laughs> Uh, yeah. where, where some AFC Liverpool fans did take kindly to um, well to Sandbach fans celebrating winning a cup 
Uh, well, you know, it's the exuberance of winning the biggest cup in football. Yeah, the player match, the magic of the player match. Um, so, great as a, as a supporter, um, what would you be hoping for out of those those games? Um, I think for me, like as Rob said, Charlotte a very difficult, very difficult team. It's equivalent of a championship uh, team getting, let's say, Leicester, where it's not something that your fans will get too excited about. Yeah. But Jamie Vardy will still bag, bag a three against you. Yeah. Um, it's, whereas, uh, like, the, yeah, it, yeah I, go ahead. I think, yeah, I think, like Rob said, really, um, if we're up for the Charnet game and we treat it as as if we're the underdogs, because we are. I think I think we can show, we have shown that over the last couple of years that we can raise our game against bigger clubs. But mm. um, yeah, I think, say the Staley Bridge game last season and the Bury game this season, they're, they're games that we're obviously the underdog, whereas against Charnock, we definitely are the underdog. But I could imagine uh, the, fan, the fans maybe not seeing it that way, you know, after, yeah. after the previous rounds. But yeah, I think if we... If we raise our game, then we could get something from from that Charnock game. Um, the other the other two home games. I mean, Stockport haven't had a great preseason, have they? They've had some dodgy results, um, and I mean, Sandbach. Yeah, I, th- I think I know this is famous last words, but I think they're the, they are games that you need to be trying to win if you if you're aiming to be up there at the end of the season. As difficult as they're going to be, but I think yeah, the home games we should be looking to win and. Yes, yeah, Stone, I'd, I would take a point at Stone, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I think if we can get out of those three uh, three league games, if we can manage to get seven points, I think that's yeah. um, probably what we need to be getting if we're going to be looking at uh, promotion this year or in the top four places. Um, but we'll, um, I'll just finish, given that you missed it last year, Rob, the, uh, the greatest uh, the greatest midweek away day. Um, we've, after those four games that have been mentioned, we've got uh, our first away midweek, uh, and that's uh, Wivenshaw Town for what is fast becoming a bit of a grudge match on the uh, on Tuesday the twentieth. Um, yeah, great. What have we got to look out for there? Do you think? Just Wivy Town, just just scare me. I mean, I just go <laughs> go to Wivy Town with dreads. Uh, but saying that, you know, like when we went for that um, that replayed game midweek. When was that? January, February? Mm. It was cold anyway. So, I remember that. But yeah, like that was a great night. Um, and we played really well second half there. So yeah, but that's another game that I would, if you offered me a point right now, I'd, I'd take that straight away. Definitely. Well, certainly. For me, yeah, mentality is like the key word, not just for that game, but this season. I mean, the Berry game was a great example of it. Like so many times we conceded maybe end of the first half or crumbled under the pressure that they put us under in the second half. And we know that Wythen Town are going to start at a thousand miles an hour in that game, trying blows off the pitch, as they did probably did do in both away games. So in the second one, we managed to get it back. So we hopefully we can see a stronger Seat West team mentally and physically this season. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to talk about Isle Man, but we'll uh, we'll. Uh pass on that for the moment so as you're saying Rob about mentality for this season um, what do you think is the minimum that would constitute a good campaign for West this year well if you sort of talk about um, existential just getting through it in one piece yeah I think that's top of every every club's wish list just getting through it we don't know what's going to happen but in terms of on the pitch 
we have to be targeting that sort of. Or, mm. I think if you asked me this six weeks ago, I would maybe would have said top half, top six. But the way pre-season's gone, obviously optimism's gone up. So yeah, we really need to be targeting those top four, top four places. And as as I think as we'll come on to in a little bit, I think this is going to be a much more open season than it was last season. It's going to be more teams who are genuinely equipped to target those top four places. So it's not going to be easy, but the way we started the preseason, the way obviously the Berry game as well, I don't see why we can't make a real challenge for that top four. Mm. Um, and same question to you, really, Gray. Um, like, if you were offered a decent running, a decent running the Vars and uh, six spice now, would you say that, or are you uh, you all in on the league this year? Um, I'm all in on the league this year, as much as I, I do want a good Vars run as well. But um, we've still got those four promotion places available to us, and they're not going to mm-hmm. they're not going to last forever. I think you know with. Um, We've said we've had we've said this in chats before, but you know we've got potentially like a Macclesfield AFC coming into the league, and in the future, you know Oswestry might come back again. If if those automatic promotion spots go down to two or even one in the next few years, you can just see yourself kind of stuck in uh, in this league for for quite a long time. So I think for yeah four promotion spots this season, I think I think we need to go for it, and I think we need to be aiming to get get in one of those really, yeah. Yeah, because it's um, as you say, it's never going to be this open, um, especially well, given we've got four promotion spots. But you've even got like the the likes of Troy Alston, was it, who've um, yeah. who've opted out of their league this season, and I'm sure that um, well, Wigan, I'm sure that yeah, Wigan, but like there might be yeah. a lot more coming down um, to around our level and Jade <laughs> as um, like Barry in the north. Um, North of the Northwest Counties First Division, I'm sure that if they're well, they have spent quite big. I'm guessing, judging on the players they've got in, um, there will also be teams coming down to the south who will be willing to do the same. Especially if uh, coronavirus, if and when coronavirus does go away and football can go back to being somewhat normal, um, yeah, I think the, like, the absolute minimum we need to be doing this year is. Top top four. I'm I'm willing to say like if it's if that means like six six months in the season. Let's say theoretically if the season's going ahead, if it means like three months in the season and it's not clicking, we can't afford to be. I know it's like classic championship fan thing to say, but we can't afford to be building for next season. Wait, like, what, what, sorry, what are you, what are you saying here? I'm just I. I think that, like, I've, I've just, you, you know what I'm saying. I think that the like the board needs to be fairly brutal, but also like, in, but also to, like, on the flip side of that, like, if it comes down to it, like, there needs there needs to be like risk involved uh, from the committee, and like, if we do need to spend a little bit more, it is worth it, and taking it out of um, next year's potential budget. Say, like, we need to be. Um, like properly going for it this year because like, like if it goes down to two spots next season, it's money that you have to spend anyway because it's that's about the budget that you'll need. Like, um, but yeah, yeah. Like, you're sorry. Oh, th- this season is a one-off. Yeah, although it's not really because last season had top four as well. But uh, it's not going to be re- state of four. This is all about the um, restructure. Hmm. So whether we get two or even one next season, yeah. uh, this is the only chance we got get of. Of it being a top four, 
yeah. every other scene will be thinking the same way. Yeah. Um, like we, um, like outside, back as a side, like we're we're easily the uh, the most sported, most well supported team in this league, and we should have um, like we should have the financial capability at least to be matching other teams. Like, there's no reason that like some of the losses that we did incur last season against the likes of like Eccleshall, who obviously it's a quite a remote area. Was it Eccleshall? Like Elsmere. your Ellesmere, yeah. like a team with our resources shouldn't be losing those kind of games. Um, I think there's even less excuse for it this season, given we have got a more settled squad and we have shown like great signs and like the manager has had, well, he's pretty much 12 months into a role now. Um, yeah. So I'll kind of merge these two questions that got written down. Um, so Graham's going to ask you about your, uh, like the away days to look forward to, but we can kind of merge that with the fact that it's looking quite unlikely that the the best possible away day, Isle of Man, probably won't be happening, I'm yeah, guessing. So, yeah, Isle of Man away in May was the one that instantly jumped out uh, at us, and that, that's the one that we were all looking for. But yeah, like you say, I think we need to put that to the back of our mind for a while. Uh, that's a long way off, and it's a big if. It's a big maybe at the moment, isn't it, uh, Isle of Man? Um, Main road away is that Boxing Day or is that Boxing Day for us this year away? Yeah, yeah, I think so. so yeah, that's that obviously stands out as well. Um, who knows where that game would happen with Main Road's ground problems at, at the moment? Um, and then yeah, I, I'm looking forward to going back to Ellesmere. I think it's in November again this year. We went November last year. Um, yeah, mine and Jabby's birthday on the same day, and we got the minibus to Ellesmere, and like. On paper, that away day, I was looking back at it the other day and it should have been one of the worst away days in the last few years. I mean, I was there like rock bottom, barely had a point all season. Um, Brad Cook emotionally resigned after the match, after giving me a birthday card <laughs> with tears in his eyes. Um, but yeah, like what a lovely club. I don't think there's been many nicer welcomes we've had in the Northwest Counties. It's like a nice little ground, really nice clubhouse. And we were made to feel welcome. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to going back to Ellesmere again. Um, what else have we got? Uh, Sandbatch in a way could be good. I think there's some talk about like a charity walk might happen for that. Uh, yeah. Stonecutter's hometown. So, yeah, seeing the sights of Sandbatch, I'm kind of looking forward to that as well. That's a new ground. Yeah. Looking forward to that one. Well, the the uh, Ellesmere game. Like Ellesmere is a lovely away day. Um, but yeah, there's, I don't think there's any other away game where I've woke up in the morning and absolutely expected like 3 4 nil win, um, come home after a loss and still be like what? happy about the day. Didn't we lose like 3 or 4 nil? I can't even actually remember. I just know, remember we got battered. No, it was 3 so. Yeah, we did. They went 3 nil up. Oh, right, yeah. We did the, we did the classic score two at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't blame you for uh, not really remembering that second half, Gray. It was a bit of a, a, bit of a blur for most of us. Yeah, um, yeah um, well, the, on the Isle of Man thing, like they were meant to be our second opponents. We were meant to play them on, uh, well, coming Tuesday. But they've had uh, their opening couple of games postponed. And given that there is 
uh, no travel to or from the Isle of Man without 14 days quarantine and uh, restrictions looking like they're probably getting in place for the next six months. I wouldn't bet on them starting in the counties this year. Um, no. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll end this little bit of the season preview. Before moving on to a quick preview of Saturday's game with just uh, the obvious question. We'll, uh, we'll take West out of it um, just because we can... Just to just to avoid that, um, uh, having to maybe predict us finish out the top four. That we definitely will finish inside the top four. Uh, who are the other three teams that you reckon will finish in that top four? I'll start with you, Rob. Well, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I, I, I will. I will come up with the three. Well, I was saying mm. before about how more, how much more open it will be this season. I think last season there was maybe a top six, and then a big drop off. Yeah, the fall scene. Whereas this season, I could make a case for 10 or 11 teams who could theoretically go up and who will be expecting them to go up. I think teams like Cheadle Town and New Mills will be quite relieved that it's been put back to full promotion spots because they had really bad starts of the season and started to put it together as the season went on. So it's about Sam Batch and Camel Laird. Camel Laird as well, they'll, they'll be a team you're looking to improve. But as for the other three, I think anyone who finishes above, finishes above Vauxhall is going to go up. I expect them to win the league. Yeah. So strong last season and they've got even stronger based on the signings. Um, within Town, I think they're going to be really, really strong again. As for the third one, I think it is a little bit open. But if I had to go with someone, I would probably say, I'll say New Mills are going to surprise us. Well, well they're at, historically, yeah. They've done very well at higher, uh, higher levels. Um, yeah, they're in the Northern Prem for a bit, weren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, well, Gray, what are you saying? Yeah, um, not not much difference, to be honest. Vauxhall Motors, I think they maybe didn't win. They won, sorry, all but maybe three games or four games last season. Like they're going to be, they're going to be up there, aren't they? They're going to be first or second, surely. Um, Isle of Man, if they're in the league, you'd think they're going to walk it, but I don't think they will be. And Withy Town, I think they they didn't start the season very well. I don't think did they, but like by the end of the season, they were on they were on a pretty impressive run, and they were uh, set for promotion before the season got abandoned. And then, yeah, there's there's a big group of teams who who could be another promoted team under that, and I would put West in that. Um, I'm going to go for Abbey Hay. Wow, Abby Hay. Out of the hat and go for Abby Hay. It was Abby, either Abby Hay or Camel Led. I'm going to say Abby Hay. Well, it seems um, to be a lot of teams who, after January, just seem to kick on out of nowhere. Abby Hay, one of them. Echo Shoal as well. They came from nowhere. So th- there will be teams who shock us all. Yeah. Uh, and I'll go for, for my three. I think that Vauxhall will absolutely walk the league, um, much like they did last year. Uh, unbelievable side. Um, yeah, one of the great clubhouses of the Northwest Counties. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I think that I think if you finish anywhere, if think you finish within ten points of them, you finish you winning promotion uh, without a question of a doubt. Um, Wimshaw Town, because um, well, as they made clear after the um, after the league was suspended, like they've got a fair amount of money and did back themselves financially last year on promotion. I think they'll do the same against the, again this. Um, like it's not too hard to like 
find uh, rumors online about like players moving to them because there is um, like an extra pay packet and they do seem to cherry pick some of the best players from the league, um, which is what like everybody does. But they, um, I think they'll be um, doubly keen to make sure that uh, James Kinsey's boys uh, manage to get into the league above this year. And I think that the, the third one, I think that um, now, um, I think that, Bunch amateurs, I think that they'll um, they'll power on. I think they've got a decent setup. Um, they've got well, they've got one of the great players of the Northwest Counties in, uh, or they did have uh, in uh, Bagsy D. Um, they were good when we played them. I think they've built from them from there, and um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all if the uh, the Wivenshaw rivalry pushed them on to uh, to bag uh, fourth spot. Um, behind, well, I was going to say West in third. I was giving away my, uh, my top four predictions then, but uh, behind whoever in third. Um, but yeah, I think Wimshire Town and Vauxhall are the two that most onlookers would back, and then you can probably pick from 10, including West. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll do a quick preview of Saturday's game, which because I know that, uh, well, we might... I was going to say we might as well, but I know that uh, Rob, you've uh, you've written the preview for the official website, um, and there are some uh, some interesting points in there which uh, I've highlighted. Uh, in the uh, yeah, I can't believe that the Stockport finished ninth last season. I presume they've finished uh, a bit higher. Yeah, they seem to be as I said inconsistent. Win one week, lose the next. Obviously, they had two really close games against us. Played them at home in that sort of period in August where we've seen to win every game 1-0 um, and then obviously played them in the beginnings of the rollerball era where it was still very much disjointed so they went 2-0 up inside quarter of an hour, see James quite got a goal back but it wasn't enough, so it's going to be a tough game um, well, on, on that Stockport Town game uh, I was, gosh, I was watching, uh, I just searched, as I often do, just searched uh, YouTube for West Sisby and Chorlton, and there was recently like uh, a post-match uh, interview with Stockport Town's manager about that game where, well, as all managers do when they win, just um, talking about how Stockport dominated from first to last, it could have been uh, five or six, which wasn't my memory of the game at all it's a, a game that was pretty much dominated by like an early mistake by AJ and West not being able to come back from that. Um, but yeah, that's a bit of a tangent there. Sorry. It wasn't an, it wasn't an amazing game. No, it wasn't a, yeah, it's not one that would live long in the memory, but obviously he's got his own view on it. So as he wants to spin it, he's spin it a certain way. But um, as, as I said in the preview, they've had a really good res- result in the Vars as well. They beat um, in, in the division above. Any any win against a team in division above is a, a feather mm. cap. So I imagine it's, it's one that we're certainly looking to win a home game, first game of the season at home. But I think Stockport are in that sort of group we talked about, the second group below that, maybe top four or five. Yeah, especially with um, their new signing, uh, Matt Grimshaw, uh, who's come from. Uh, Everton Coles, uh, a Brad Cook connection there, former West manager, uh, and also another connection that uh, former fan favourite uh, Lee Grimshaw. Uh, is he still playing for them? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, great. What were your what are your memories as a of 
know, the man who will presumably be leading the line for Stockport, uh, Lee Grimshaw as a player. Uh, Grimmy, um, he showed glimpses at West, didn't he? I mean, I, I think we all thought he was a good striker. Um, I don't think we ever really saw like the the best of him before before he went. As soon as Brad went, he he went as well, didn't he? Yeah, but, um, yeah. I remember. I remember quite a few good games from him. And yeah, he's a he's a really good striker at this level. His record shows that, doesn't it? Yeah, I think he kind of struggled. Like, it was a tap that was very much led by James Cotty and everything. Uh, rightfully yeah. went through him. So Grimmy was off and out on the wings. Um, but it'll definitely be a threat. And um, another connection uh, is uh, Midi. Uh, who was one of our Chris Middleton? Who was one of our defenders last year? Um, yeah, it'd be nice to see Midi again if he's playing. Yeah, he's yeah. a bit. No, sorry, go on, Gray. Um, yeah, yeah, Midi. I, I remember Midi scored in the Squires Gate game. I think didn't he? Was that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think he he always was good for getting a goal from a corner and seemed to give his all when he played for us. Yeah, it'd be good to see him again. Yeah, um, and Rob, is there anything else that you think we should look out for on Saturday's game? Um, I see it's difficult to say, isn't it? First game of the season, we don't really know what to expect from either team. I expect it to be, um, I don't know, cagey maybe. Mm. No team wants to lose the first game. I'm sure Stockport will have ambitions on the on promotion. So, yeah, it's, it's difficult to say. I expect West to win, but it's not going to be easy. Yeah, like, well, I think we've all been through plenty of opening days. Um, like, myself as a Leeds fan, went through the opening day at Liverpool where it was a game that's like pretty much a free hit, where if, if we're playing Vauxhall, you'd be able to go and like, whatever we get out of it. It's great, but it's odd going into what feels like uh, a bit of a must-win game, uh, first game of the season. Uh, would you agree, Gray? Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think it's important to get off to a good start. And I think, yeah, we want to keep that good pre-season run going. Um, I agree with Rob. I think it's going to be probably a pretty tight, cagey affair. Like we seem to be getting a lot of one nil, one one, two one scores at West at the moment. Which mm. They're not really a very classic West scores, are they? You know, when, when I first started coming to West, it was like five three six six two stuff like that. Whereas, yeah, I think we're not a lot more solid, but yeah, also we're not as gung ho as then back then as well, probably. So yeah, I'd probably take a two one win on on Saturday. Yeah, well, I definitely would. I'd take any kind of victory. Um, the the weather's looking a little bit rainy, but it seems to be clearing up day by day. So hopefully it'll be nice and sunny by the time that Saturday actually comes around. Um, like I end with a, a little bit of union admin, in that like memberships are briefly uh, back open again for because um, we've got like enough for twenty memberships. Uh, we have uh, also recently sponsored uh, Joshua Tink, Tink for the season. Um, well, great. I know that you speak quite a lot to Tinks. Um, to talk about him as a player. Yeah, um, me and Russ sponsored Josh Tinker last season, and he was yeah the first the first player we wanted to sponsor. He's just he just gets it. He is Mister West. Um, yeah, uh, he'll play literally anywhere in the team, and will always give his all. And he's always the first person over to the fans after the match to have a chat. Uh, He's also a fellow teacher, so yeah, he's he's a West Idol of mine, one hundred percent. Yeah, and I think it's this is the first start of the season in a long while, um, as you were saying before, Rob, where you could legitimately choose five or six players 
And you're just like, they'll probably be here throughout the season. You'd be happy to be, have your name attached to any of them rather than, this is nothing against teams of the previous seasons, but like you'd be looking at the squad list and there'd be three or four players who you've seen, actually seen play in a competitive game for West. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. As I said before, seems to be a lot more um, more players who we're, we know all about coming into this season, which hasn't been the case previous seasons. But as for Sinks, yeah, the obvious choice for sponsorship obviously came from Main Road. Um, we don't, don't hold that against him, quite the opposite. Yeah, in terms of he play, plays everywhere, always gives 100% and chips in with a few spectacular goals. Which is all you want, really. Um, but yeah, as we reach the 45th minute of this podcast, it was meant to take half an hour. Um, yeah, I think that's probably a decent time to uh, to uh, sign off. So um, yeah, I've been Matthew Trant. Uh, thank you very much for your time, Rob Lee. Thank you. And thank you very much, Gray, um, for taking the time out to speak to us. Um as we always finish the podcast. Um, thank you very much for listening. And come on, West, and join the union. I can't, I can't get used to saying that, but thank you very much for listening. Bye.